Welcome and thank you for joining us today on our podcast. I'm Marvin Telemontis, the pastor of River Rock Fellowship. Hope this inspires you and builds up your faith and helps you to see that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. Well, today is Life Journal Sunday. Um, it is something that uh, we are excited about doing. Well, if you're joining us via our podcast, thank you for joining. We hope this message will help you take your next step closer to Jesus. And did you know that there is a severe famine in the American church today? It's not because there's a shortage of spiritual food available. There's not a shortage of, of Bibles. It's that many Christians do not consume the Word of God on a regular basis. And of course, there's an effect because of that. Multiple surveys reveal the problem in really a, in stark terms. According, I, I've forgotten the name of uh, which I think it might have been Barna Group, but according, they, they say that 82% of Americans believe that the phrase, God helps those who help themselves, is actually in the Bible. Another Barna poll indicated that at least 12% of adults believe that Joan of Arc was Noah's wife. If it wasn't so sad, I'd be busting up. Well, another survey, survey graduating high school seniors just a few years ago revealed that over 50% thought that Sodom and Gomorrah were actually husband and wife. There's biblical literacy around, folks. There's an effect when Christians do not read the Word of God on a regular basis. And I get it. We all live in a lightning fast-paced society. We all live with huge demands upon us. And sometimes we choose to meet the demands of family, of friends, of work, and all the different things that tug and pull upon us. And so what happens is to meet those demands, we will choose to ignore that for a day, for a week. For month. Because we justify because we're taking care of the obligation of those who we love and care. But there's an effect. And that effect is that churches and our leaders and our nation are more biblical illiterate than maybe at any other time in the history of the United States. In Life Journal. Sunday is about providing the tools necessary for people to engage and to navigate the scriptures to see transformation take place within ourselves and with others around us because we know the word. It's our hope that today you would determine that you would determine that you would determine to vow to make time with God a core value of your life. And if you already are active in doing daily devotions or regular devotions with the Lord, your challenge is that you would consider two things. One, to go deeper. And number two, that you would begin to share your life journal with somebody else. 
Go to Starbucks. Go to Panera Bread. Go to somebody's house. Have them over your house. Have some popcorn. Have a little one-on-one, maybe with the spouse, maybe with a child, maybe with a friend, maybe a cousin, maybe a neighbor. But go outside of just yourself and now reach beyond. Who could I do this with? That's a challenge if you're doing it already regular. And at this time, I'm, I want to ask the elders. Now, one of them is stuck because the bridge and the water where they live, the baiters, we want to pray for them. They, they, they're, this storm's really hit them hard. Stan isn't able to be here because of work. You know, he has to work sometimes on Sundays. But I've asked if Dave Payne and if Chris Ward would come up and if they would just share about the importance of life journaling to themselves and, and just whatever the Lord put on their heart regarding that. Good morning, church. You know, I, I don't know how many of you know what a life journal is, but it, it has a daily devotion that, that we can promise to give God every day. Second um, Timothy 3.16 says, All scripture is inspired by God. And if we, if we read this every day, we get that blessing. And, you know, Brenda and I, we read the Bible together every morning. And um, it, it just brings... Uh, the protection that we're looking from for the, our daily lives and it helps us in all that we do and as brothers we meet every Monday night and we share the scripture out of that book with each other hoping that we gain God's wisdom not ours and we you know, the scriptures say that, that fire sharpens steel and steel sharpens steel. And it, it's amazing when we come in here and we sit, we've got a dozen guys sitting around a table, and it's amazing what the Holy Spirit does. As each man reads part of his devotion, it links to the next guy automatically, and it has nothing to do with us. It's the Holy Spirit doing that. It's Amen. amazing what happens. It's just something that is free, and it's something that gives us wisdom, gives us inspiration, gives us love for each other, brotherly love, and, and just saying, I'm a Christian. And I need your help. Help me. Good morning, everybody. You know, we're, we're called to be in God's Word. You know, it's called a life journal. God's Word gives us life. And one of the things, there's a couple of scriptures that are really near and dear to my heart uh, as I began my journey into the Word. And the first one is Romans 12, uh, chapter 12, verses 1 and 2. And it says, in view of God's mercy, offer yourselves as a living sacrifice. This is your spiritual act of worship. That's verse 1. Verse 2, I love it. It says, no longer be conformed to the patterns of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then I love what it says, because this is what I think we all want. Then you will know and attest what God's good, pleasing, 
and perfect will is. Do you want to be in God's will? Be in his word. I mean, that's my testimony. I, I guarantee it. Right? But then I wondered, how do you transform your mind? How do you transform that? How do you get renewed? And if you look in Ephesians, I think it's chapter 5, verses 24, 28, it says, you know, Christ is preparing his bride without spot or blemish through the washing of the water of the word. So, you know, we need to be in the word and we need to spend time with the Lord. And Life Journal is only one of many ways to get into it. But I've been doing, this is my 16th journal, 16 years. Now, when you do it, when you read the, when you follow the reading plan, you read the Old Testament once and the New Testament twice. And I'll tell you what, as you read the word over and over and ask God to reveal truth, he reveals truth to you. And and the, the thing about journaling, and I think you guys all can testify to this, is when you think about something and write it down, you remember it longer. So writing a journal entry embeds it in my heart makes me think about it and I'm prepared to share it with other people and it's amazing to me as I travel through the day that he gives me that opportunity of real application of his word don't we want to know how to apply his word to our lives I mean that's the beauty of our Monday night gathering as as we read you know the same reading plan not all of us do but most of us and you know Chris may get something or I may get something different than him and it's I mean as you share it's just powerful and we're encouraged we encourage one another. So I want to share a quick uh, journal entry with you guys, if I may. Is that all right, Pastor? Fire away. All right. Because I really think it ties really well with what we've been talking about this morning in our worship. And the Lord, you know, put this on my heart. This is out of Genesis uh, chapter 4, mm-hmm. uh, verse 1 through 7. This is the New Living Translation. It says, now Adam, had, this is just an example of what we do on Monday nights, but this is what I do personally, okay, I, I don't do it every day, I read every day, but I don't journal every day, just because I don't have the bandwidth to do that, but retired folks probably do, but the, the, the idea of doing a journal entry at least once a week, so we can participate, right, so this is one of my journal entries, so now, Adam had sexual relations with his wife Eve, and she became pregnant, when she gave birth to Cain, she said, with the Lord's help, I have produced a man, Later, she gave birth to his brother and named him Abel. When they grew up, and Abel became, Abel became a shepherd while Cain cultivated the ground. When it was time for the harvest, Cain presented some of his crops as a, as a gift to the Lord. Abel also brought a gift, the best portions of the firstborn lambs from his flock. The Lord accepted Abel and his gift, but he did not accept Cain and his gift. This made Cain very angry and he looked dejected. Why are you so angry? The Lord asked Cain. Why do you look so dejected? You will be accepted if you do what is right, but if you refuse to do what is right, then watch out. Sin is crouching at the door, eager to control you, but you must subdue it and be its master. Now, one of the things we failed to tell you was the acronym of SOAP, S, Scripture, O, observation, A, application, and P is our prayer. So I'm doing my soap journal entry here for you. So that was the scripture. So my observation was no matter what your path in life is, God wants your best and for us to choose to do right. He does not want our mediocrity or for us to just check the box on the to-do list when it comes to our relationship with him. When we live in mediocrity and complacency, we put ourselves at high risk 
that the sin that is crouching at our door, and we, and we all know that it's there, right, will overtake us and control us, making us slaves to our sin, rendering us ineffective and unproductive for the Lord. But God wants us to do right by him, and he will help us master that sin and give us victory. Amen? Amen. So my application, so this is my personal application to my life. I'm very familiar with the sin that crouches at my door, waiting for the perfect time to leap upon me and lead me off the path of righteousness. I must give God my very best each and every day. No vacations from living, with, living my life for him. He does not want my average or the leftovers of my heart and time. As I seek God with all my heart through his word and time with him, he equips me to master the sin that desires to take me down. He is my strength and my shield. And so my prayer here at the end, Father God, increase my appetite for your word and your presence in my life. Change my heart and open my eyes to your truth and righteousness. Equip me to master the sin that, so e that's, that can so easily entangle my life. I thank you for the Holy Spirit that lives within me and provides guidance and understanding of how to apply your word to my life. I want to live each day for you. I want to give you my best and to accomplish your will for your glory, for you alone are worthy. And I pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. So that's an example of a journal entry, the SOAP application. And so, you know, I really want to challenge you guys as a brother in Christ. Yeah. All right? Is there sin that wants you to be, you know, I titled this, uh, Am I Slave or Master <laughs> to the Sin That Is Crouching at My Door? Taking a vacation from the Word, Pastor already talked about it, but not spending time in the Word, not feeding yourself, not being a self-feeder. You put yourself at risk. You know, one of my favorite words is being intentional. You have to be intentional. Things don't normally and naturally fall together. What do they do? Naturally they fall, fall apart, apart, right? That's right. You need to be intentional and purpose yourself to be in God's word. Spend time with him. Read it. Read it to your wife. Read it to your kids. I mean, do it. Amen. Amen. Well, can we say thank you to these gentlemen? You know, these guys have been doing Life Journal for years. And I, you know, a lot of you guys have been Christians for a long time. And it's one thing to come and have the, the pastor speak to you and everything. It's another thing when you get around a table, maybe a cup of coffee or some salsa, whatever works. But before you know it, he's sharing. Dave's sharing, Chris is sharing, Miguel's sharing, Hunter's sharing. And before you know, Ramon, everybody's sharing. And you're like going, I didn't see that. How did you find that? And all of a sudden, instead of just getting one great nugget or one great gem, because there's a dozen, now there's 12. And we all are doing what? As iron sharpens iron. So I encourage you in that regard. But what benefits are there from doing Life journal from reading the word on a regular basis. A lot of times, depending on your upbringing, maybe it was a liturgical background or, or maybe it was just a, a place where they just didn't emphasize that they said, we can read this for you and tell you everything. I got news for you. God's no respecter of persons. You can read this and he'll speak to you. 
How cool is that? So feel free, feel excited, feel privileged that I can read the Word and watch God change me. Here's one of the biggest benefits from reading the Bible and, and journaling on a regular basis. It gives you wisdom of the ages. There's over 400 great biblical leaders in the Bible. This was written on three different continents. Over When you start to understand the 66 different books of the Bible, and all of a sudden God says, there's something there for you today. For you. And as you spend time reading it, it begins to make sense to you. And you won't think Joan of Arc was actually Noah's wife. So here's wisdom. Let's look at Psalm 119, verse 100. It says, I understand more than the ancients. See, I get the wisdom of the ancients. Because of why? Because I keep your precepts. That means I'm in the word. I'm in the presence of God. God is calling his people back to the best book from which God speaks to us called the Bible. Not only does reading the Bible offer you wisdom, but often it's in this this called life, you're going to run into some, some walls. I learned from two different teachers in life. There's a professor named Mr. Wisdom and Professor Mr. Consequence. I can run right into this wall and bam, right in with my big nose and blood pours out of my nose and I broke my nose. And Mr. Consequence tells me, Marvin... Run into wall with nose, cause nosebleed. Don't do it again. Mr. Wisdom says, Marvin, did you see Miguel do that? You don't have to do it like he did it. I can learn from somebody else's mistakes or successes. And so I look at these 400 great leaders of the Word of God, and I begin to study their life. And through wisdom, I learned from how they did it right and from how they did it wrong because I can't live long enough to obtain enough wisdom that's in this Bible. But I can get a shortcut by studying the lies of others who have. Wisdom. You're going to face some really hard seasons in life. You guys know this. There might be a season where you're discouraged, where you're disheartened, where you're crushed, where you're perplexed, where you're struck down and you're forsaken. You feel betrayed or abandoned and you're offended by people. But God is saying, I want you to be able to outlast those things in your life that are heavy that you struggle with. And I'll be able to give you victory because you spend time in the word of God and I'll point you to the solution. All of that, the Word of God, the Bible gives you when you spend time in the Word. Here's another benefit. The Bible makes you mature. Have you ever noticed that mature people are not easily offended? An older person who's just really mature, they'll have a horrible incident happen and a young person's all mad and they're ready to get upset with somebody but the mature person's just calm. They're going, it's going to be all right. We got this. Just relax. We're good. So there's something about maturity that because of experience and because of just understanding life, you don't get easily upset or offended. When I spend time in the Word of God, this ancient document, they're here, this work of antiquity, it begins to make me mature 
and not insecure. When I'm young and naive, I'm insecure and I'm quick off the draw. And I say something I wish I had never said to the one I say I love and care. But when I'm mature, I back up. I hold my tongue. I say, well, what's all the information? Because this isn't all the story. Who thinks like that? Somebody mature. And the Word of God gives you maturity. Let's look at Psalm 119, verse 165. This is out of the old King James. And some of my old timers are saying, Amen. Great peace have they which love thy law. Catch this last part. And nothing, say it with me, church, ready, begin. And nothing shall offend them. Wow. So when you're in the Word, when you're in the law, when you're in this Holy Scriptures, you just aren't easily offended. You may be frustrated with a spouse or a parent or a student or an employee or somebody in your life. But as you read God's Word, the Scriptures will begin to heal you back. It will begin to draw you back to Himself. And you can be well and you can be healed and you can have hope to believe God for those areas in your life where there's a struggle. Because the Word of God speaks life to you. Now let's look at 2 Timothy 3, 16, 17 as Chris Ward was referring to earlier. It says... Let's all read this one together. Ready? Begin. All Scripture is inspired by God and is useful to teach us what is true and to make us realize what is wrong in somebody else's life. What? In our lives. In our lives. It's powerful. You see, as we... As we make reading the Scripture a part of our daily life and journaling, we start to view others the way God views other people, even the ones that aren't so lovable. We begin to start view our circumstances the way God sees our circumstances. God has hope even when I don't. We start to approach a problem or a, a trouble with a godly heart and a godly attitude. Now, when a person refuses to spend time with God, it becomes clear that they do not have access to the wisdom, to the maturity that comes from being in the Word of God. And they will not be able to handle the struggles like a righteous person. Why? It's impossible. They can't. You see, if I have this bottle of water, and if I was to empty it out, and I was to put in some sour milk in there. This is sour milk. Anybody want to drink it? The Bible says, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So whatever I pour into my heart, that's what comes out. And if I'm not in His presence... Because I'm obligated to the demands of my life to make a dollar, to, to help with my kids and help with my, my family and all these things that are really important. But I keep pouring in sour milk. 
And then comes the moral or immoral decision to be made. What do you think comes out? Not pureness. Sourness. It's not possible from because out of the abundance of the heart. That's why it's important to be in the Word. So when the time comes and you're facing this dilemma, you will lean on your core values. The question is, have you spent time in this Word that the core values are God's values? Because if I haven't been spending time in His presence... And that crisis comes. The attack comes. I will fall back on my worldliness. I will fall back and look just like everybody else who doesn't know Christ. I have no hope. I'll cuss up a storm. I'll get mad. I can't get an answer, so I go to a bottle or I smoke something or take some pills, I'll do whatever. Because people say, I don't know how people do it without the Lord. Sure you do. They drink, they smoke, they go to the bar, they do whatever they can. Why? Because that's the natural thing to do because they don't know how to go to the Word. Are they bad? No. Are they evil? No. It's just they need to spend time in the Word so they would have a reservoir of pureness of God to guide them. And not allow the enemy of their soul guide them. Now church, we've done Life Journal Sunday for a lot of years since I've been here in Lodi. We should be in the high 90 percentile of the congregation doing Life Journal and reading the Word of God on a regular basis. I don't think we're there. So I, I challenge you and kind of poke at you, not to condemn you, but to realize the enemy of your soul wants you to stay away from the Word of God. He wants to keep you from the Word of God. Don't think this is, we need to manipulate you to read. No, no. We know that the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the Alpha, the Omega, the beginning and the end, the Son of God, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob, the God of you, wants you to spend time with Him daily. He looks forward to it. Don't let second best distract you from first best. Let's look at Jeremiah chapter 30, verse 2. This is... This verse says, this is what the Lord, the God of Israel says. Write down. He says, get a life journal. Write down for the record everything I have said to you, Jeremiah. See, when God speaks to you, He wants you to remember it. There are times, you know, Dave says he's got 16 journals. When you go back to those journals for many, many years... My daughter found one of my journals from many years ago, and she was telling me about it. She goes, Dad, I thought it was mine when I moved away, and I grabbed it. I go, I know you've read it. She goes, well, I couldn't help myself. Do you know, when you have a life journal and you pass away, you've just released a heritage, a legacy to your kids. A side of you, your love for Jesus and your understanding of the scriptures, and they get to read it, and they get to hand it over to their children and to their grandchildren. 
This is what Papa used to say. This is how Papa thinks about God. Isn't that amazing? What a joy to be able to do that. Remember, when you read the word, who is speaking to you? If I read a book by John Bevere, who's speaking, John? If I read something from, uh, give me another author, guys, anybody. Max Lucado, who's, who's speaking to me when I read that book? Max. Billy Graham, who's speaking? Billy. And when I read from the word of God, who's speaking to me? God. So when God speaks, he says, record it. That's what he told Jeremiah. Well, let me give you a couple of quick things here. As you look at Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26, this was a verse that uh, Dave was referring to earlier. And it says, to make her holy and clean, washed by the cleansing of God's word. That's kind of like the reason of why we like the acronym SOAP, S-O-A-P. It comes from a guy by the name of Dr. Um, Wayne Cadero, he's a, he's a friend of mine. Uh, he came up with this decades ago, and uh, they use it in the medical field as well as uh, soap, but we use it for a biblical reason, and that is Scripture, Observation, Application, Prayer. And so we're going to teach you, not just say read the Bible, we're going to show you, I'm going to show you how to read the Bible and be able to get the most out of it at a personal level. So hopefully it won't feel straining and overbearing on you. Here's a couple of thoughts when doing your daily devotions. The technique is designed to be done for a lifetime. So please don't get burdened. Oh, I, I didn't do Wednesday and Thursday. Well, start up on Friday. Do Friday first and then go backwards as much as you can to catch up on the days you missed. But always do today's work first before you try to do backup work. Now, it's a lifetime, so it's the marathon versus sprint analogy, right, guys? Please don't get caught up in legalism. If you were to miss the day or two or even a week, feel free that God hasn't abandoned you. Just get back at it. Now, this is for your personal growth. That means don't feel obligated to fix everybody in your family because you're reading the scriptures. I think that landed well. It's for me. When I fix me, isn't it amazing how great my wife becomes? How the kids all get better? I'm not mad because I worked on me. So here's a few keys in doing your journaling. You're not in competition with the rest of the friends in the gang. It's you and Jesus, okay? And I like to have a little, a little to-do piece of paper or a, some kind of a, of a piece of paper next to me because have you ever noticed you start reading the Word and as you get going, you go, oh, I need to call so-and-so. And then you get back and you start reading the Word and you go, oh, my goodness, I didn't pay that bill. And you be, before you know it, you got all. And if you don't write the to-do list, you'll walk away from your devotions to go pay the bill, to go do whatever you got to do, because the to-do list is trying to steal your time away from being in His presence. So just have a little to-do list. It's a nice little help 
You'll be, you'll be glad you did. I like to write with pencil. This is a mechanical pencil because it allows me to race. And somebody like me needs to race a lot and just start over. So uh, you can use pen. Uh, and also, I like to have a highlighter. So as I'm going through, I kind of highlight scripture. So when, I'm, when I get done with all my reading, I can go back to the highlighted ones and say, those are the ones I want to write on. And I'll, I'll pick one of all those that I highlighted. Or sometimes you get a little pen and you just put a little dot next to that verse. Whatever method works for you to go back and find the verse you want to journal on. Okay? Doing devotions with your spouse, kind of like how, how um, Chris and Brenda do it, is a great way. Chris and I, a lot of times throughout the years, we love to sit and have our, our coffee together and, and we'll read um, we'll read other books, and we just have that opportunity to spend time with the Lord together, and it's very special. I encourage that, and I also encourage you to do it with a friend. Maybe once a week, once a month, go to Starbucks, go to some place where you feel comfortable, where you guys can be there for a while and be able to share. Take one of your children, your adult children, and spend some time with them. I encourage that. Some of you will want to get together with family and friends, more than just one or two, more of like half a dozen people. Hey, let us know if you're looking to put a group together at your house or somebody else's house, and, and we can advertise that for you. We want, to, we want to support you with that. So I encourage you to create those small groups because you're building relationship, community, because when something goes down really hard and bad, somebody gets in a car accident or something horrible, you, you can call on those guys. They're going to be there for you. You've been opening up your hearts to one another, and all of a sudden there's an issue. And all of a sudden you can go, hey, hey guys, I need some prayer. You have that connection. It's not just the congregation. I encourage you to do that. Do you need to be a Bible scholar to do this? Nope. This is what it looks like. You read John 3.16. Anybody familiar? For God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son, whosoever, right? So you go to that, and all you do is you write an S, and you write down John 3.16, for God so loved the world. You write through it. Observation. This is your scientific hat on. All you're trying to do is, what does that verse say in context by itself? It says that God, the divine God of the world, values people. So much so that he sacrificed his son for the sins of the world, starting with Adam and Eve. Now I go to application. God loves me in spite of Marvin. God's forgiven me and died on the cross for me. Here's my prayer. God help me to never, ever forget how much you love me. Thank you. I can't wait to go today with you by my side. In Jesus' name, amen. Not very big. Now, some guys, they write marathon books like Dave. Like me, if you, if you had mine last week, I had like three or four pages. Poor guys had to listen through all that. And sometimes it's just a half of a half sheet, a quarter page. And that's enough. But it's, is your heart in it? So Lord, I pray for your people. I pray that there would be an earnest desire to read the word of God. 
a desire to see what we did in that video last year and say, God, that was great, but God, we want to do more for you. And we can do more if we're committed to being in the Word because we'll hear you guide us to take our next step closer to Christ and to help draw people to do just the same. God, bless your people. Bless the offerings. Bless the prayer requests. Bless this new year. May it be historic for the King of kings and Lord of lords. We pray your will. We pray your way. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Well, we hope this message helps you to take your next step closer to Jesus. Here's a great question to ask yourself right now. How will I be different because of what I just heard today? Well, for more info about us, go to rrf.church or find us on Facebook. I'm Pastor Marvin thanking you for taking the time to join us.